Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking end zone wide open. Touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson. And it goes to Corey Davis. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore. The 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown. Jones has just caught flat-footed. What an excellent, excellent round. He'll hit immediately. He's got the handoff. You know and it's the Q-inator. Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it is time for part four of the July 4th weekend mega mailbag with our friend who's the co founder over at U Stadium, Mr. Nick Spano. So let's jump right back into the mailbag. Next question comes in from Say My Name. If he says, Any chance that there's a surprise player? That could overtake another player on this roster. Hearing a lot about Jeff Smith. Could he knock somebody out? Is there another spot where you could see something like this happening? Right now the Jets have quality depth at more positions than they have in a really long time. Jeff Smith's going to stick because he's a really good gunner and Brent Boyer wants him. So it's a possibility that he knocks one of the receivers off. But I don't think that it's going to be anybody that gets cut. As has been said many times, maybe Mims gets traded to make room. You could also have a situation where, as we said, with the defensive lineman, somebody like Bryce Huff gets dealt for a late-round draft pick, or Nick, you just brought up Vinnie Curry, somebody like that. So I definitely think that there's a possibility of something like that happening. I know a lot of people have brought up Lawrence Cager at tight end, but 
I don't really think that's going to happen. They just have too many tight ends. So that one I wouldn't go with. But running back, maybe Tevin Coleman doesn't make it out of training camp. Maybe one of the younger guys like Bam Knight steps up and takes a spot on the roster. There's a lot of possibilities here. For the first time in quite a while, though, the Jets actually have the type of quality depth at a lot of positions where it's going to be an interesting battle, but not for the usual reasons, which is, oh, these guys are all bad. Which of the really bad options is going to emerge as the best (laughs) of the bad options? Yeah, I think you're right. You kind of hit on them. And and maybe even at safety and linebacker, like we, you know, maybe Hamsa makes a big step this off season and is the guy in preseason. He starts over any of the other guys or a guy we just kind of poo-pooed a bit, but Jason Pinnock, if he's like, wow, holy shit, he actually is good. Um, maybe he makes the roster over a joiner or they get rid of Ashton Davis. So um, kicker too, like nobody knows who's going to kick. Is it going to be Zerline? Is it going to be um, Pinheiro? So that that's another spot to watch. And, and punter, like I'm not a Braden Man fan at all. I think they cut the wrong guy when they got rid of Morstead, but I, I know why. Um, so, I mean, you got to look at spots. Like I think, you know, going through the positions, I think running backs are good when you mentioned Tevin Coleman. I wouldn't guarantee him a spot although he's a favorite of LaFleur and the co- offensive staff but I mean you know the quarterbacks all three of them will be here unless like I mentioned the white thing running back is a spot to watch tight end you know you pretty much know unless your boa like shows out and like turns a roster spot because he also plays special teams um offensive line I mean you know your your guys are Feeney and Herbig and um, probably McDermott and then another tackle that they bring in. I don't think Adoga is going to make the team, but I don't see him having any value in a trade or anything. Um, and then like maybe the, the interior, the D line, like I mentioned, Sheldon Rankins, if, if they just feel like he's kind of shot, you know, they keep Marshall obviously, and then give a chance to a, cl- a waiver claim or somebody else. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, 
To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Next question comes in from Say My Nameth again. He says, knee-jerk reaction here, but do you think the Jets have any regrets about taking Mekhi Becton over Tristan Wirfs, or is it still too soon to tell? Ultimately, yes, it's still too soon to tell, but yes, I'm sure they have regrets right now because Wirfs has become one of the best tackles in the NFL, and obviously the Jets are going through a very frustrating situation with Mekhi Becton. Now, if Mekhi Becton is able to stay healthy and become the dominant tackle that he looked like he was in route to becoming his first year in the league, then those doubts will wash away a little bit. But right now, how could you not have doubts when you're talking about Tristan Wirfs dominating the way he has, having won a Super Bowl as a rookie, and Mekhi Becton coming off that major injury and still having questions surrounding him? Obviously, we know a big part of the reason why the Jets didn't take Tristan Wirfs is that they believed that he was a right tackle only and they wanted somebody that had the flexibility to play left tackle and right tackle, which Mekhi Becton can do. That said, I don't think anybody thought Wirfs was going to be this good this quickly. I would imagine that if they could go back in time and redo it, they would probably take Wirfs. Yeah, and throw in at the time, you didn't think George Fant would be able to play left tackle at a, you know, he was above average last year. You know, he was a pretty good left tackle. So um, at the time, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Like they, they drafted Becton, who just blew up the combine, had great tape from Louisville, uh, and was a a high ceiling like almost elite ceiling left tackle franchise potential. Right. And then obviously, you know, we didn't think he'd have like so, so much of a low floor that like he can't even get onto the field because of health and weight, but there was always worries about the weight. Anytime he dressed somebody that big. So yeah, it was a, it was definitely a riskier pick. The worst, you know, at the time, right tackle still plays right tackle for the bucks. You know, they have Donovan Smith, I believe is their starting left tackle. So um, yeah, he's, he's playing in, quote easier position or a less valuable position than left tackle but he's one of the best right tackles in football and the Jets are probably going to end up playing Becton at right tackle anyway at least this year so um, I'm sure if you like you said they take true serum they'll tell you they'd rather have Tristan Tristan Wirfs right now at right tackle obviously who wouldn't We've been getting a lot of questions about what would be considered success for Zach Wilson in year number two. And over at his website, the 33rd team, Mike Tannenbaum put together tiers of quarterbacks. I thought it might be interesting, especially on this July 4th weekend, to go through and see which projected starting quarterbacks we think Zach Wilson has a chance to be better than in 2022. So we'll start with the top tier here. He's got Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert, Tom Brady, Joe Burrow. I can't see any way that Wilson's better than any of those guys, right? No. Next tier after that, he has tier two, Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Matthew Stafford, Russell Wilson. You may want to cross out Deshaun Watson here because he may not end up playing in 2022, but point taken with these guys, I don't think there's much of a chance that Wilson's going to be better than these guys, at least not in 2022. Long run, maybe, but I don't think he's going to be better than any of those guys in 2022. Do you? No, yeah, like you said, unless Deshaun Watson isn't playing this year, so... um... I don't, I don't love Dak. I don't love some of the guys you mentioned there, but I understand that it'll be a long shot for, for Zach to put up statistically what those guys will do. By the way, just to reiterate, these are Mike Tannenbaum's rankings, not mine. So if you're upset that certain <laughs> guys are in whatever tier, I'm just reading what he has. I'm not saying I agree with his rankings. 
He has in Tier 3 Derek Carr and Kyler Murray. Now we're getting more into the realm of possibility. I still don't think it's a high probability that Wilson is better than these two guys in 2022. Again, maybe in the long run. But I think Murray and Carr almost certainly are going to be better than Wilson in 2022. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, I know, like you said, this year, um, but if Zach Wilson doesn't end up being better than Carr or Kyler, it'd probably be disappointed. But for this year, you still give Zach the... uh, the benefit of time. Now, here we go in tier four, and this is where if Zach Wilson can jump into this category, you'd feel a lot better about him heading into 2023. Tier four, he has Kirk Cousins, Mac Jones, and Ryan Tannehill. Not sure I agree with that, but Cousins and Tannehill make a lot of sense here because they're both sort of in that 12 to 15 range where they're good they're not elite but they're guys that are established quality quarterbacks I know everybody's going to talk about Tannehill and oh Cousins he hasn't had the playoff success but those are guys that you can win football games with there's no question about it and they can make plays again not elite but they can make plays so let's talk about this do you think there's any chance that Wilson could jump into this category in 2022 I do think it can happen. I don't think it's a high probability. I would say at best you're looking at 20, 25%. But if he can be up there with Cousins and Tannehill, put aside Mac Jones for now because we don't really know what to expect from him. But if he could be in that Cousins-Tannehill discussion in year number two, I think you would have to consider that a huge success. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like, like let's look at it realistically and look at the statistics last year, right? If if Zach Wilson did what Kirk Cousins did, there would probably be a statue of Zach Wilson outside of MetLife <laughs> Stadium. That's how undervalued Kirk Cousins is, in my opinion. Kirk Cousins threw for 4,200 yards, 33 touchdowns, and seven picks. There was only one other quarterback who threw less interceptions than Kirk Cousins did last year with the amount of attempts, and that's Aaron Rodgers. So let's let's like ease up on the Kirk Cousins hate. Not used. Obviously, me and you like Kirk a lot. We talk about it. Mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill, I think he threw thirty-seven. It was thirty-seven hundred yards, twenty-one touchdowns, and fourteen picks. Yeah, they won what 12, 11, 12 games, and they made the playoffs. If Zach can, if Zach can't throw for thirty-five hundred plus and twenty touchdowns next year, there's a problem. He either got hurt or he was bad. So he better be in that conversation of those Ryan Tannehills. To t- I'm not. I'm not asking him to win the amount of games as Tannehill did just because the Titans are just, you know, Tannehill's more advanced as a quarterback, just um, resume wise and, and experience wise. And obviously there's Derrick Henry and there was AJ Brown there last year. So I'm not asking Zach to win 11 games this year, but I am asking Zach to throw for 3,500 yards and 20 touchdowns, at least just to prove he belongs. You play 17 games now uh, you play games where the, quarterbacks are thrown for 400 yards like it was nothing so he he better be in that conversation next year nick you know i agree with you on kirk cousins there's two components to it number one is that he's gotten paid a lot of money as if somehow that's his fault and number two he wasn't expected to be this guy it was supposed to be rg3 so people still look Mm -hmm. at him as the guy who is overachieving but in reality when you produce like this for as long as he has at a certain point you have to just admit the guy's a very good quarterback now again i'm not sitting here and telling you that he's on the same level as the elite of the elite tom brady aaron Rodgers, so on and so forth But he's a really good quarterback, and if you build a strong roster around him, you're a playoff contender, and you can make a run. Because really, once you get into the playoffs, anything can happen 
if you're able to figure out the formula to win a couple of games. We saw it with the Jets in 2009 and 2010, especially 2009. Mark Sanchez was a quarterback that at one point in that season had to have a wristband that they were joking was like skills <laughs> because it had all these different colors for him to figure out what to do. And that team went to the AFC Championship game. So if you have a competent quarterback and a really good roster like that, you can do something. It's not Kirk Cousins' fault that he keeps getting paid. We've talked about this a lot, Nick. If you're a quarterback who's a good solid starter above average and you're available teams are going to pay you that's just the way the nfl works yeah and, and look at like we saw blake bortles in the afc championship game we saw jimmy garoppolo in, a, in an nfc championship game and a super bowl who was a play away from winning it and if you telling me that kirk cousin isn't every bit as talented or good of a quarterback than those two guys you're crazy you just hate the guy because you know maybe he's goofy and he lo- and he makes you know some brain farts in some big spots or you know, he spurned the Jets for the Vikings, which was the right decision anyway. Um, I get it. You know, Kirk Cousins is a goofy dude, and, you know, maybe you just haven't seen him win big games, and he kind of shits the bed on Monday Night Football or in primetime, whatever. But he wins at least nine games every year. He has you in the hunt. He's putting up great statistics. Um, played with a horrible coach, in my opinion, Mike Zimmer. Um, so get him with a – like they did with, with Kevin O'Connell. Get him with a modern-day – football coach and you can win football games. So, um, but this isn't a, uh, a Kirk cousins kind of rally hour. So <laughs> well, I'll digress from that, but um, you know, I, I think if you can, if you can tell me that Zach Wilson is going to throw for 3,500 yards, 25 touchdowns and 10 picks, I don't think that's a unreasonable. Um, and B, I don't think it's, it's like, you know, something that should be thought of as like, well, this guy is, a, is, is the guy, you know, obviously stats don't tell the whole picture. I'm not sitting here as like a fantasy guy. I'm actually the opposite. Um, but you need to at least be at that ground level to prove you belong because, you know, what we've seen from Darnold and Gino and, and, you know, the first year Zach Wilson is embarrassing statistics from a quarterback like nine touchdowns making 14 or 12 or 13 starts, whatever it was. Darnold one year, 12, like 12 touchdowns or 14. T- like that can't happen, man. Quarterbacks are throwing for 12 touchdowns in four weeks now. Um, so w- I, I, I trust that we are on uh, the projection to be at least a modern day offense with Michael floor and some of the pieces they're putting around Zach. Now it's just up to Zach to, you know, get on the same page and, and you know, be comfortable with these guys. So look, I'm not, it may seem like I'm shitting on Zach. I'm not. I'm just going to be tough on him because I expect him to be a good quarterback because he's got all of the traits like you look for in a modern-day quarterback, the escapability, the off-platform throws, the arm strength. Um, like Just the, the look of him, the feel of the way he plays the position just feels like a guy who should succeed in 2022. So um, I just have a – I have a – I hold him to a, a bit of a higher standard than maybe some others do, but – um, I, I trust that they are on the right path with him. The next tier, this is a tier that if Zach Wilson doesn't get to at least this tier, the Jets are in a lot of trouble. <laughs> you got Matt Ryan, who was once an excellent quarterback, but now is really at the end of his career. Jameis Winston, who I've always liked, but has been so up and down. Trevor Lawrence, who struggled just as much as Zach Wilson last year. Justin Fields, same thing. And Jimmy Garoppolo, who I think should probably be up in that tier with Ryan Tannehill and Kirk Cousins, but whatever. Point is, if Zach Wilson can't at least get to this tier and 
be as good as what they think Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields are going to be or as good as a fading Matt Ryan or an inconsistent Jameis Winston, then the Jets are going to have to start panicking and thinking that they need a new quarterback. Again, I don't necessarily agree with Tannenbaum's rankings here, but Zach Wilson better at least get to this tier because if he doesn't, heads are going to start to roll in the organization. Yeah, like that's he has Lawrence and Fields in that. and Is Zach in that group? No. He has Fields and Lawrence above him? Yeah. I mean, that's just crap list. I mean, Justin Fields was pathetic last year. Lawrence was, he struggled every bit, if not more than Zach Wilson did yeah. last year. So I, I, he's already on. So, I mean, we could toss, we could toss that, that ranking out because he's already on that list with those guys. The next tier is Tua Tagovailoa, Davis Mills, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, and Jalen Hurts. Again, Zach Wilson has to be as good and realistically significantly better than most of the guys on this list. I mean, we saw what Carson Wentz is now. We saw what Jared Goff is now. Davis Mills maybe is different. He's a bit of a wild card. We don't know what to expect from Tua. So again, these rankings are a little bit weird. Even Jalen Hurts, I have no idea what we're going to see now that they got A.J. Brown and they have a full year of Devontae Smith with A.J. Brown so that's a little bit different but Zach Wilson has got to be on the level with these guys or significantly better at least better than guys like Jared Goff or the Jets are going to be in a lot of trouble and Zach Wilson comes in on the next tier here tier number seven it's Wilson Mariota Trubisky Daniel Jones Drew Locke and Sam Darnold so basically what Tannenbaum did here is he not only put Wilson behind his fellow second-year quarterbacks, he put him way behind all of them, especially Mac Jones. But if Zach Wilson winds up on a tier here with Marcus Mariota, who I think could be okay for Atlanta, Mitch Trubisky, Daniel Jones, Drew Locke, and holy cow, Sam Darnold, people are going to have to start wondering what's going on with the front office, the coaching staff, and the mm-hmm. scouts if Wilson is bad enough to be on this tier because Mitch Trubisky, Daniel Jones, Drew Locke, Sam Darnold, you're talking about some of the most epic busts. All the guys on this list, with the exception of Drew Locke, are guys that were picked in the top six of the NFL draft and are at best decent backups maybe. Mariota, mm-hmm. Trubisky, Daniel Jones, Sam Darnold so if he's not better than those guys then like you said Nick he's a backup and the Jets are going to have to make the painful decision to move on after two years because you can't just sit around and wait like they did with Sam Darnold and Geno Smith that's just not the way that the league works anymore it's funny because back in the old days Nick you know this the Jets and every other team used to sit these quarterbacks for a while. Chad Pennington sat for two and a half years behind Vinny Testaverde before he got mm-hmm. his opportunity to start. But with the way that contracts work these days, that just doesn't happen anymore. So Wilson has got to show enough for people to not even have him in the same conversation, let alone tier with guys like Mariota, Trubisky, Jones, and Darnold after 2022. Yeah, and, and it's just like, Again, it's Tannenbaum's list. <laughs> it's just laughable that Justin Fields is above that tier right now. And Davis Mills was arguably the best rookie quarterback last year of anyone for a stretch. So the, you know, his rookie or year two guy now rankings are just all over the place. But um, if he, if for the sake of the conversation with Zach, if he's in that conversation next year, we're probably going to be me and you will be probably leading the Kirk Cousins charge again, trading a first round pick for him or something. But um it's scary. <laughs> I hate having to even think about that on, you know, the 4th of July weekend, but man, it's like if if that's where we are, 
it's going to be, you know, it's going to be ugly. Um, I don't think we're going to be. I think Zach will, will make improvements. How much of an improvement, we'll see. But I think more of an improvement where he's not going to be looked at, like Drew Locke, Sam Darnold, Daniel Jones, you know, I, I or even like a two, I think he'll be on that, that above tier. So the hope is he makes a step to that Tannehill uh, tier. <laughs> and then we can start talking about the Kyler tier. And we'll see from there, not to get ahead of ourselves, but... You know, if you want to put yourself on that number that I threw out, 3,525 touchdowns, I don't think that's asking too much. That's going to wrap up part four of the July 4th weekend mega mailbag. Visit playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel to check out everything we're doing over there. The Thunder from Down Under, Luke Grant, has got some great all-22 breakdowns of all the Jets' draft picks. Plus, he just did a review of Zach Wilson's improvement after he came back from injury last year. Watch all the videos and subscribe to our channel if you haven't already. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams, Bless You Thank You shirt, the Zach Says Go Long shirt, the Zach the Ripper shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there, tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing doesn't take you much time doesn't cost you any money but it goes a long way to help us out so if you go ahead and do that for us we'd be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest in new york jets podcast and content you know where to go that's play like a jet digital and play like a jet.com anatomy of an ad subconsciously trigger emotions through music perfect Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. 
Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.